Hello everyone, Katie here. Just to let you know, this is the roundup episode, but we had pre-recorded a section with Charlie Rebel Smith, which included a quiz and Charlie telling us his favourites. And unfortunately, I can't edit them together because of some file corruption. So you're going to actually get two downloads. One is the roundup episode and one is the extra bit we recorded. Thank you very much. Do 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 I love it when we sing the theme song. This is the roundup episode. This is the famous five. This is the famous five. Yeah. Roundup episode. Yeah, with Anne and Timmy and Dick and Gillian and George. That was good. And Jen and... Katie, presenting it to you. For the very last time. Correct. Goodbye. And then we switch off, that's it. (laughs) First we have to say hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you for joining us on our Roundup episode. Yeah, and thank you for listening for as long or as little a time as you have been um because that is the joy of podcasts maybe you started listening back in june 2017 i'm gonna hazard a guess that or maybe you started listening yesterday right you could you can start any time and you can just go back and listen to the other ones if you want podcasts truly are the beauty of choice i agree i love a podcast i love a podcast and I'm very, very proud of this one. We did all 21 books. I am so proud too. It feels like such an achievement. It's a massive achievement. It's brilliant. You know, podcasting's not easy. And to stick at something for 21 episodes doesn't sound a lot. But actually it is, especially with the amount of work we put into them. It is. And also what I found is when we got in sort of the last three quarters mark so let me just maths at cher around episode no book 15 or 16 i should say um i had a real sense of oh my god this is never gonna end i'm tired (laughs) but then in the same breath it's been delightful to record every single one of them and at this point i can't believe we actually have done all 21 this has been a beautiful project thank you kt for listening no. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Who am I tonight? <laughs> thank you, Katie, for doing this with me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I should say, this is just a bit of a rough and ready show. I'm not going to do the usual editing because that mistake by Jen was just hilarious. So oh, good. Yeah. Uh, well, you are a listener too, Katie, because you edit them when we're done. So you actually do listen to every podcast. I do. Mm. And me too. Um, we're our own listeners. Oh my gosh, I should have written into the show. And then I could have heard my letter read out. Oh, why didn't I do that? <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know. I mean, there's still time. I could sit and wait while you write a letter. Oh yeah, if everyone could just hold on five minutes while I just quickly write a letter. Uh, I should do an email. Otherwise, yeah, letter would take a few days to get there. It's the middle of December, a second-class stamp. That's going to take a long time. We might not have it before Christmas. Well, um, actually, I've got only one stamp mm-hmm. at the moment, and it's a first-class, so it might be there on... What are we today? Wednesday, so it might be there on Friday. 
Okay. If I remember to put it in the post box tomorrow. Anyway, I'm not going to write a letter. Come on now. Come on now. Let's let's get serious. This is a serious podcast. It's not a serious podcast. This is the very last one. <laughs> and we've been... I think we've been quite sensible throughout. We've been a bit silly in places, but I think we've uh, not... Been... I agree. I think we've we've had a lot of fun oh, with gosh. this. We've had um, plenty of fun. Book plenty. four. Maybe you should yeah. try and sneak every book title in. That would be hilarious because it really was a wonderful time. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. How are we going to do this? Some of them are so weird. Like, say, did you go to Finiston Farm this year? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Billy Cock Hill's going to be a struggle, isn't it? And Demon's Rocks, oh. they're just those casual topics we talk about. But we could do some of the other ones. I think. You know, we can talk about all those times we got into a fix or the time we were together again. And at the end, we can run away together. Okay. I mean, I'm into that. Uh, maybe that, did that idea come about from this podcast? Listeners, in case you haven't heard this before on this podcast, Katie and I have a a long-running, like, semi-plan that one day we're just going to run away and live in neighbouring lighthouses. Yeah, we're not going to um, run away and live together because both of us enjoy our solitude too much. Yes. So we thought if we had lighthouses, I don't know why it's lighthouses, that were quite close but not too close. And what else are we going to do? Have a dog each and wear big jumpers? Yeah, we're going to have nice... A nice dog or two each. Yours is, are going to be Timmy dogs. And I think we're sort of in walking distance of each other. Mm. So we can pop around when we want to, but we don't have to if we're having a quiet day. I think that's pretty much it. It's just we live alone but near each other and we have dogs. That's our long-term plan. Yeah. I mean, I'm But probably don't tell my fiancé or child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I live alone now with just two cats, so... Uh, I can recommend this lifestyle of living a uh, single person, multiple animals. It's it's delightful. <laughs> I love it. There is never a moment where I'm sad. My cats are being really weird with each other this evening. They keep like eyeballing each other and earlier they were kind of screaming at each other. So actually you might have to um, edit that out if they start doing that again because it was nonsense. Oh it was absolute nonsense. Doesn't sound good. Can I bring you back, Jen, to the Please 21st do. of April, 2017? Yes. And I was looking for a new podcast to listen to, and I was scraping the bottom of the barrel on iTunes search, typing in anything I could think of that I had an interest in. And I could not find a Famous Five podcast. And I had a shower. And then when I got out of the shower, I texted my very good friend Jen saying, why has no one done a Famous Five podcast? I was in the shower thinking about what else I would listen to a podcast about. I thought of the Famous Five and I searched and there isn't one. Why is this? And Jen wrote back, okay, I don't know, but I would totally make a Famous Five podcast with you. And I put all in separate messages. Oh my God. Can we? Can we? Can we? And a legend was born, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's how it happened. That that's... is how it happened. That was an accurate retelling. Yeah, you. I, I also remember the shower part still as well that you'd been thinking about in the shower and you said, why isn't there one? And in, uh, yeah, just in that moment, I was like, why don't 
we make it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And then look at us now. We've done 21 books together. We have. We're 21 bookers. We took our time and had a good think about uh, how we do it and uh, the process and everything. And then in the June, out came the episode. Yeah. Oh, well done, us. Yeah. We're going to move on to the emails that we received, because if you remember in some of the episodes, I did I beg or did I nearly beg? I think maybe uh, like baby beg, a little beg. Mini beg. Mini beg. <laughs> um, so do you want to start, Jen, with the first email? I would love to. This one is from our friend... Might. I should just say, some of them have been edited, but just for time, or if there was a lot of repetition. Or if you did swears at us. Just nobody kidding, nobody did swears. swears. This is a family-friendly podcast. Too right. <clears throat> so Mike writes, Hi Katie and Jen, well done on the podcast. I've listened to every episode and have enjoyed them. It's interesting to reflect that Enid Blyton only intended around eight books in the series, but kept going because of the demand from readers. After all, it was surely one of her most popular series. On reflection, I think I preferred the first ten books, as some of the later ones felt like they were going over old territory. I also preferred the original Hodder and Stoughton red hardbacks with the Eileen Soper illustrations. Picking up one of these editions takes me back to being a young boy again and evokes a profound nostalgia for the world I entered into as a child. I found it hard to accept later illustrators, or even the two TV series, as those Soper depictions were etched into my brain. As I was a tall, blonde-haired boy, I probably identified with Soper's Julian, although I have laughed at some of your comments that her later drawings sometimes made them look much older than their <laughs> teenage years. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I identified with each character as they had their own defined personalities, although sometimes a product of the early times and social values in which they were written. Nevertheless, George wishing she was a boy was something that stood out and was way ahead of its time, although undoubtedly was done in all innocence. In fact, Blyton once admitted that the character was based on herself. I read these books voraciously and repeatedly, and they probably contributed to my reading and writing ability over the years. I think my favourite book was Five Get Into Trouble, as the five were in real jeopardy while being trapped at Al's Dean with some scary criminal characters. I was never that much of a fan of the guest child characters, but I suppose in this one, the annoying, flawed Richard did redeem himself in the end. Best wishes, Mike. Thank you, Mike. That's a really lovely email. I have to agree. I think we both agree that the latter books do tend to be repetitive and the earlier ones yeah. are, are better to read. I've just uh, experienced what it must be must have been like for you, Jen, every podcast, because... I've never sat and listened to you read something out. Oh! It's always the other way around. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what it's like to hear the Yeah, this chapters. is what it's like to be, to be the other one. <laughs> and then you think, Jen. oh, right, I must say that. When she stops speaking, I must make that comment. Mm. <laughs> um, I would like to say about Mike's email... Mike, I really appreciate you saying um, that you laughed at our comments about some of the drawings making the children look middle-aged because we don't ever want to like diss or insult the books and everything we do is always in good humour. Um, but I'm really glad that something that was really meaningful to you, um, us laughing at it, you laughed too. So 
Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, that was always our aim. It's so, so easy to take pot shots at the Famous Five. It's been done by everybody on every medium, and that was never what we wanted to do. But sometimes there is something that's just amusing, and I'm, I'm really, like you, Jen, really glad that people found it funny. Yeah, and also because in some of those illustrations those children look so old (laughs) oh they are lovely illustrations but sometimes sometimes those kids look 40 Uh, this next one is from debbie it says hi jen and katie i'm a big fan of the famous five and your podcast i was always sad how most people give anne so little credit okay she likes to cook and clean and get scared in adventures but she still goes on them anyway and that's brave being scared but doing it anyway she's not just the scared mouse that most people label her as george is a strange girl I like the tomboy in stories. Some of my best friends were tomboys. And she's so loyal to her dog, Timmy. What a marvel he is. I like Dick over Julian. Dick is fun. I am an Anne. I wish I was a George, but I am an Anne. As to my favourite book, it would be either Five Go to Camp, that's the Mr. Luffy one, or Five on a Hike Together, that's the Two Trees Gloomy Waters one. I got into the Famous Five as a child. My mum loves them as well. My grandmother got me them as they came out in the 1940s and 50s. Wish we still had those. Thanks for the fun memories, Debbie. Oh, Debbie, I would say be proud to be an Anne. Yeah, she... nothing wrong with being an Anne. Yeah, she's killer in her own way. I get what you mean. George is the George is like the obvious like cool character, but <laughs> Anne's Anne's a one. <laughs> oh, I. It's my turn to read. Please. Thank you. This one is from Jack, and it says, Hello, short-time listener, long-time Famous Five fan. Famous Five was the first big book that I read as a kid. Five Go Down to the Sea, a long time ago now. It must have been in the mid-90s when I read it, and that turned me into a huge Blyton fan. Anyway, about your last one, Five Have a Mystery to Solve, Blyton based Whispering Island on Brown Sea Island in Poole because she holidayed and eventually lived in the nearby Isle of Purbeck. The golf course that appears with Lucas was owned by Blyton's husband and is still open. Brown Sea Island does have a castle and it's also a nature reserve. That's pretty cool. Makes me wonder if any of the other places she mentioned, like Finiston Farm and Owl's Den, are based on actual places because she does write about them and describe them so well. My favourite book has to be Five Runaway Together. I like the twist that it's a kidnapping, and the sticks were a fun bunch of villains. I don't really have a least favourite. I think from Mystery More onwards they started to get repetitive and not as good. My favourite character has to be Dick. Scenes with him were always a lot of fun, and as a kid I always thought he was the sort of boy everybody would want to be friends with. Funny, cheeky, adventurous, but also kind and easy to get along with. My favourite guest character... Joe always stands out as being a fun, memorable character. Are you planning going through another series after? The Faraway Tree would make for a fun podcast. It's such a delightful and imaginative children's series. Cheers, Jack. Jack, I wonder if you listen to a lot of podcasts or indeed radio shows because I really enjoyed Short Time Listener, Long Time Famous Five Fan. A lot of people, when they write into radio shows and things, go, Long Time Listener, First Time Writer, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And um, thank you for the information on Brown Sea Island. Didn't know any of that. No, me neither. And the golf... Lucas's golf course was opened by Blyton's 
husband. Owned by Lucas yeah. is the one that was described very sensually. <laughs> yes. <wasn't he? laughs> yes. Okay. Well, now I understand a bit more because Ina Blyton obviously had a lot of feelings about the golf course if, in fact, her husband owned it. Mm. And the handsome man that worked on it. <gasps> the handsome man. <laughs> Describe him more. Pages of description. The next email is from Keith and Sophie. Hi, Katie and Jen. Thank you for producing the Famous Five podcast series. A couple of years ago, my daughter, Sophie, read the Famous Five books. She's a strong reader and likes adventure stories. We've watched the 1990s series together, one episode at a time, after she read each book. We tried a couple of episodes of the 1970s series, but we both didn't like them. Later, in an effort to find some calming down for bedtime listening material for her, I found your podcast. She quickly got up to date with them, and then we've regularly checked for the next instalment. I sampled some episodes early on just to check age appropriateness. I didn't hear any swears or any other unenid blight like content. Thanks on keeping it wholesome. I trust you have. We have. Sophie has encouraged me to write, as she would like you to know... I think my favourite book could possibly be Five Get Into a Fix, mainly because they are wrong about something for once, and it shows that they are not heroes in every way. They have to be saved by someone they thought was a villain. My favourite characters are George and Anne, but I'm undecided between Team George and Team Anne. I like George's recklessness, but Anne is funny. For example, not liking loud radios in the countryside, and she was thinking about destroying someone's noisy radio at a picnic, according to Julian. Uncle Quentin is my favourite guest character, as it's amazing how he switches into different moods. It's amazing how he can be so shouty and annoyed at one moment, and kind in another. A bit like George, I guess. And Keith continues. And me? I haven't read the books, but have watched the TV series. I'd say the one with the pilot and plane going missing is my favourite. In most, the guest characters are annoying, but I can imagine enjoying storylines where tunnels get flooded or basement doors get stuck with them inside. But Pilot Guy seemed cool, and the episode showed off that Quentin could do proper science tech, not just faffing about in his study. Despite not liking most of the guest stars, I do like the main characters and their family, when they aren't being too illogical slash irrational. Maybe when you've run out of Famous Five books to review, you could list off books you remember reading afterwards. Thanks again for producing the podcast. It's brought a lot of enjoyment. Best regards, Keith and Sophie. That's so sweet. And I feel really proud that our podcast has reached audiences of all ages. So thank you, Sophie, for being maybe our youngest reader. No, we're not a book. (laughs) Our youngest listener. Yeah, thank you, Sophie. I can't... I can't tell you how much it means to me as somebody who was that age reading The Famous Five to hear that somebody that age who also loves The Famous Five is listening to us talk about The Famous Five. It it means so much. And that email just oh melted my old, tired heart. <laughs> oh, oh it is, that is a really sweet one. Um, and yeah, we can confirm that we have kept it wholesome. I mean the the most scandalous thing is well probably probably Lucas just because <laughs> of the way Ina Blyton describes him. Why isn't he wearing a shirt? Um and uh yeah and, and saying that the children look forty years old, I think that's probably a at least wholesome content. So yeah, you're fine. You're fine with this podcast, don't you worry. <laughs> 
Oh, this is so nice. Um, last email. This is the last, last one. This is from Louise. Hi, you asked for feedback, so here it is. All the way from Hong Kong, from a British girl. Why I like the famous five. Escapism, how life should be, simplicity, and Timmy. And why I listen to you? Access to the above, and you're funny, witty, and awesome. From Louise. P.S. Please, please do a Mallory Towers, do Mallory Towers as a podcast. Thank you, Louise. Funny, witty, and awesome. I mean, I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah, (laughs) we should get matching t-shirts. And also, that is so cool that you are listening um, Mm. all the way in Hong Kong. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, (laughs) this is great. We should have asked for more emails along the way. So today we've discovered that we have a really wide age range Mm -hmm. of audience and also geographically very spread out. So thank you. Thanks for thanks. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. No, thank you so much for emails and to people who've emailed throughout the series with little bits of information. I have tried to reply to everybody. If I didn't, there's there'll be a good reason behind it. But I'm thanking you now for getting in touch. Yeah. Thank you so much. We've had quite a few requests, as you will have heard in those emails, for other book series, and there's been predictions online and on Twitter especially, and we've remained stoic. And the reason is, um, the Famous Five is, the in the very fibre of my being, I grew up with them as best friends, and I love these books, and I couldn't do justice to any other book series in the same way. So what I say is this, to those who want to hear Secret Seven, A Faraway Tree, A Five Find Outers, A Mallory Towers, make it yourself. Jen and I don't have a fancy setup here, we're not even in the same county. I had no editing skills when we started our other podcast in February 2016, and I just worked it all out on the go. If I didn't know how to do something, I just googled it. But what's costly is time. Now we've always classed podcasting as our hobby so that when we've had to take breaks or postpone recordings we haven't made ourselves feel guilty we've remembered that in order to put out our best content we need to be happy and available to do it so go make them yourselves and if you do as long as the famous five podcast stays online we're happy to promote your first blighton based podcast and that way other blighton fans can hear it The reason this podcast exists is because I wanted to listen to a Famous Five one, and there wasn't one. And it turns out quite a lot of you wanted to hear it too, so why not give it a go? And the beauty is, if you don't like it, you don't have to put it out. You don't have to meet a deadline, although you might receive some criticism, as we have, for not being consistent. But it's not a job, it's a hobby, and we've had a wonderful time making these episodes for you, so why not give it a try? Yeah, absolutely. We started making podcasts because we just had a conversation one day where we were like why don't we make a podcast and yeah and now we've been doing it for years and had an amazing time and you know when you make it yourself there's no pressure you can like just have fun with it make it and we'll listen and then we'll write into you telling you why we like your podcast and like how awesome we think you are um yeah would definitely recommend it it's really fun and some of these podcasts do need to be made because I also would love to hear a Mallory Towers podcast I loved all boarding school (laughs) stories when I was younger so yeah so if you guys if you make Mallory Towers make it and I will perfect 
Hello, Katie here again doing the edit. This was the bit where we were going to drop in the section with Charlie, which I can't. But if you want to pause and play the other download and then come back to this, it will all flow. Otherwise, we sound a bit strange for the next bit. That was magical with being able to conjure up Charlie like that, wasn't it? That was magical. I was going to say, that was some real, like, magic flute that charms all the animals' magic. Just say one last massive thank you to Charlie, who um, guested with us on several podcasts and really brought a lot to the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just thank you so much, Charlie. And also, like, now he's our friend. And, you know, you can never have too many lovely friends in your life. So Exactly. So if you haven't got many friends, do a podcast and you'll end up with at least one new one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's a great starting place. Nice friends uh you know, they sometimes they're hard to come by. Yeah. You, know, you can have a lot of okay friends, but nice friends. They're one in a million, like you. I know you. Charlie's laughing his head off as he listens to this. <laughs> and going, I'm not their friends. <laughs> oh my gosh, Charlie would not say that. Well, I'm just saying. He's not here to defend himself. That's true. He's not here to defend himself. So I can say we are like best friends with Charlie. <laughs> we all hang out together all the time and we watch movies and eat popcorn and do all the other stuff that real life friends do. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, <laughs> so, would you like to share which has been your favourite Famous Five story? My favourite Famous Five story was five go off to camp with our good friend Mr. Luffy and our lovely friend Cecil Dearlove and Anne was just spectacular in that book. Mr. Luffy! Yeah, that that's my favourite, I think, overall. Having read them all, that's my favourite. That's the one that really, it's the most memorable to me and it was the most fun. Um, Yeah, I just love it. Well, you know how I can never have a favourite anything? Yes. I've got three. Oh, have you? Okay, well, that makes me feel better because also, um, remind me what book 20 is called because that was one of my favourites as well. That one was so I have a mystery mystical. to solve. Oh, yeah, mystery. And it was mystical. Yes, that I'm going to pick that also as a favourite then as you've got three. So hit me. What are your three faves? Five get into trouble when they are... Um, they have to disguise... Richard Kent as Percy and Dick gets kidnapped because they think that he's he's Richard Kent but he's Dick Kieran and they're in the house and the house has got like a secret door and the the villains are like really quite sinister and Aggie makes them lots of big dinners and they have to like shove cake up their jumpers so the baddies don't see that they're being fed and at one point they feed something to the chickens that's going to poison them or that was part of the plan Yes. They were going to feed poisoned meat to Timmy. And they, I can't remember it now, but it's just popped into my head. There's something to do with poisoned meat and chickens and they don't get fed it. But anyway, don't worry about it. Next one. This is not in any particular order, by the way. Uh, Smuggler's Top. Mm-hmm. I like... Oh, that one was so good. Okay, well, that can be in your top three as well. Okay, thank you. Yes, that one was brilliant. That's the City Lenoir Chronicles, it isn't it? It is, and Block mm. 
being um, asleep, but not asleep, but his head's on the pillow, but it's not really, it's just another pillow, etc, etc. So mysterious. <laughs> and finally, I don't, I'm not sure it's necessarily because of the story, but in Five Go Adventuring Again, the second book, where it's Christmas and they have the tutor, and Timmy knows not to trust him because he's actually a baddie. Mm-hmm. that's the book that we find the secret passage from the study all the way to Kieran Farm mm-hmm. never gets mentioned again that's because they don't have to use it no but like you'd think you might mention the fact that Kieran Farm's not that far away and they might have gone to Kieran Farm again in the in the 21 or 19 books that followed maybe they just never had another reason to go I mean, I'm just trying to justify it, but I mean, really, I'm. On Hold your on side. a second. That is, Isn't there one yeah. where they're trapped in Kieran Cottage, and they can't get out because they're being watched at all angles? Wait, but in that one, isn't there a reason why they can't use the secret passage? Is it because someone's lit a fire <laughs> in the fire in the well, fireplace, maybe. like not in the house? Maybe. Well, we'll have to go back and reread them. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, those those are my top three. I do like the fact that Timmy is like, and George as well, is like, we're not having it. We don't like this tutor. And he is the buddy. Yeah. And the others are just like, oh, Mr. Rowland, won't you be my friend? Because they're not yet the famous five, really. Yeah. They're still just cousins. I th- Timmy's probably still called Tim or Timothy in that book. Yeah, he's Timothy. Do you remember at the for... start they they don't call him Timmy for a while. For ages, and then he barely gets called Timothy in the last ones, does he? Yeah, it becomes very yeah. casual. Very casual. There are some good stories um, in the other ones. It's just those ones stick out to me. Yeah, there's th- there's just certain things about some of them that that do stick out more than others, aren't there? Yeah, five run away together is a good one. When it's the kidnap, little girl's been kidnapped, and it's the sticks. Of course, it's the sticks. They're called the of sticks. Course. They've yeah, got to be baddies. But yeah. yeah, excellent. And mystery more with all the horses. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. It's and such I do, a good series. I do quite like Billy Cock Hill with um, Flight Lieutenant Jeff Thomas. Yeah. Is that the one that's also got the butterfly house? Yeah, butterfly farm and the pig called Curly. Yeah, yeah, and they go swimming in a place where it says not to go swimming, and then they get in trouble, and everybody's surprised. Yeah, like it's like there was a sign, and you all saw it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just how it goes. And of course, five going to a fix in the Welsh mountains when they're all ill, and uh, mm. and all the dogs and the shouting. Yes, yes, I do like all the dogs. <laughs> I do right, like all the dogs. We've decided to sort of predict what we think happened to the famous five in the future. And uh, have you got some predictions or do you want to hear mine? I'd like to hear yours. Okay. Uh, Let's start with Julian. So I think in the past I've said that he became like something like a lawyer or something quite something where he could show off a bit and be quite high powered. Mm hmm. Um, I think that his first marriage fails, but I think it sort of humbles him a little bit. And then he's at like a work's due or whatever, 
and he meets Jennifer from book <gasps> three. Oh, okay, right. Sorry. Not, not you. I don't know why I was excited that it was me. Like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to marry Julia. And I okay. never call you Jennifer. Oh, that's true. From book three, the little girl that got kidnapped that took to yeah. Julian immediately. But she's all grown up now. And they fall in love. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that's my prediction for Julian. I love it. <laughs> for Dick, all that I've got is that he releases Kieran's range of pickles and mustards. <laughs> I think Dick might become an, a pilot. Yeah? Yeah. Dick, I think Dick probably becomes everything. I think Dick becomes everything, including half of a famous pantomime horse act. <laughs> Which half would he be? I think he's the bottom, the butt-butt half. Yeah, probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think he probably does a bit of everything, has his hand in many pies, including Dick Kieran's pickles and mustards. He definitely does pickles and mustards because, as we have discussed in the book, he does have an addiction problem and it is to pickled onions and mustards and yeah he just had a jar of mustard in his pocket it's a cross that he has to bear (laughs) um and we we supported him in his recovery journey and now he owns that do you know do you know what i think he actually did on his way to dick kieran's pickles and mustards is he and Julian were the pantomime horse for a while, but Julian had to go and be a lawyer. Mm. So Ragamuffin Joe, who's no longer a Ragamuffin, she came back on the scene and her and Dick were the pantomime horse oh. for a while. They became insanely rich in the way that only a <laughs> pantomime horse can. And when they went their separate ways, that was when Dick realised he had enough capital to open Dick Kieran's Pickles and Mustards. Perfect, I love it. And somewhere in there, he also became a pilot, and he lives happy. Dick lives happily ever after, of course. Like he is such a happy boy. <laughs> Anne. Oh, what does Anne do? Anne becomes a head teacher of an all boys school, but not a posh one, a comprehensive, and she's known as the Tiger. Oh. <laughs> okay, I think. That Anne, Anne's um, like psychic powers, you know, where she's like in tune with the uh, houses. Yeah, I think that manifests, and she makes a successful career out of books and television series where she visits like old houses <laughs> and she communes with the spirits and like you know tells people what happened. <laughs> this is on a satellite channel, I would imagine. Of course, and she definitely wears a lot of floaty dresses. <laughs> oh, and scarves, lady scarves. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. George, tell me. George becomes the. Uh, she stays in Kirin and becomes the first female coast guard. Brilliant. And she opens Timmy's home for lonely dogs. That's actually perfect. That's definitely what she does. Female coast guard. Yes, she would be perfect. And yeah, Timmy's Timmy's home for lonely dogs. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Well done, George. There you go. What does Timmy grow up to do? Oh well, <clears throat> he um, he wins crafts. <laughs> he would win crafts. And definitely, uh, he leads a long and a happy life. Yes, as long as he's with George. Yes. And also wins some kind of Guinness World Record for intelligence. Mm. 
because um you know george just speaks to him in english and he understands because he is just insanely clever he's um, the cleverest dog and maybe he goes round to local schools to show like what dogs can do yes and also teach very young children how to spell and count <laughs> perfect that is actually perfect oh they all grow up to be so happy oh actually and all of them all of them match except Anne. I think that she's like I think she's a psychic, and you think she's a head teacher. Mm. Ooh, you know what happens to Anne? You know, in that um, Gwyneth Paltrow movie, Sliding Doors, that's what happens to oh, Anne. No. And one, the both of them are successful, but one of them's like a successful medium, and one of them's a successful career woman and head teacher of a school. Okay. Spin off the two ands meet each other. <laughs> Neither of them believe in dogs. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Oh dear. And uh, Uncle Quentin blows up Kieran Cottage. What? Hmm? He Sorry? probably does. Like nobody's home. Oh wait, but then where does George live? I don't know. Oh, uh, Kieran Farm, because there's a secret passage. Oh, yeah, yeah, of I course. I don't know. Yeah. Would you like to know about who is the hero of the series? Yeah, because every episode we chose a hero, and it was quite tricky. Yeah. For some of them, especially the later books, because there wasn't a lot of heroism going on. And we came to expect a certain amount of bravery from the five anyway. So. Yes. Uh, let me, me just it will be out of 20 because we never had a hero for book 11 is that right because yeah. really really joe should have been the hero for that but that was without that was outside of our rules it was outside of our very strict rules I'm just sorry. I'm actually just writing down here so I can do it in like backwards award order, which I should have done before we start recording. But I only thought about it literally right now. That's okay. We're seeing behind the scenes of podcasting where you haven't necessarily made all of your notes before you go live, and luckily you can just edit this bit out, and you listener are none the wiser. Except I've not edited it out. Ooh, they've heard this. <gasps> we're letting all of our secrets out right at the final last minute so the results are in I've got all 20 of them because book 11 well book 11 honorary ragamuffin Joe. she was no longer a ragamuffin in book 11 though. so <clears throat> the lowest scorer and this really surprises me is Dick was only a hero of two books really? yes Goodness me. I know. Do you know what? I think it's because Dick is always consistently fun. And I guess there there weren't enough books where we felt like he did something really stand out. But Dick's the one you can always rely on. Mm. So we've got joint in, well, joint second place. Because we've also got joint third, first place. So joint second place. Yeah. Anne and Julian were both here of the book four times. Okay. And in joint first place, which this is actually kind of perfect, George and Timmy were both here of the book five times each. Perfect. Perfect. 
Perfect. So if we if we had chosen for five, have a wonderful time, that could have done some serious swaying. Yeah, that could have. Mm. Ooh. Well, well listeners, if you've got a hero of the book for five, have a wonderful time, you can apply it and change the the leaderboard as it goes. I think that's fair enough. Of course, I do. I'm Team George, so I'm happy with that. Good. I'm glad. I'm happy with that too. I think that was a fun. That was fun that we picked a hero every um, every book. That's nice at the end to see see who we thought was the the strongest player in each of them. I mean, George did basically stop Kieran Island from being blown up at one point. Yeah. So it's fair enough. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to say before I do the last bit? No, no, the la- the last ever last bit. Go for it. I know, I can't believe I'm doing the last ever last bit, but even though there are no more episodes, you can still support us. You can like us and review us on iTunes. We have got some reviews and we do read them. Thank you very much for the people that have written nice reviews. And the next time you have a conversation about the Famous Five, you can recommend us and we'll be forever grateful. And um, the email address will, I think, never go away because... no. Gmail is forever. So, you know, 10 years from now, email us, famous5pod at gmail.com, and we'll be there mm. on the other end. If you feel the need, send us an email or a letter if you're Jen. Mm. Yes, letters. And and that's the end. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, so thank you again for listening. Thank you to everyone who wrote in and tweeted us and emailed us. I keep saying wrote wrote an email in um if you yeah if you rated us on itunes if you recommended us to a friend you know anything thank you so much because if you weren't listening we would not really have a reason to make this and i for one have really really enjoyed really enjoyed making it so i hope that everybody really enjoyed listening too and i agree with all those sentiments and there's one person left to thank and that's you jen thank you for coming on 21 adventures with me Oh, that's really sweet, and I wasn't expecting that. Thank you for always being so gung-ho about podcast ideas um, so that we (laughs) can bring some of them to life. Well, I wouldn't be able to do them without you, so I think teamwork forever. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. (sighs) And perhaps our final words should be, Jeremiah Boogle! (laughs) Jeremiah Boogle! Or Mr. Lovey. And also not forgetting Sensible William from Book 13, because he was the only person on our honorary awards list who wasn't named in this episode at least once. Oh gosh, yeah. He was, he had, he's had his life together, didn't he? And he was like 10. Yeah, and he did. He, he was sensible. He was sensible, William. Oh, I hope we can all one day be as good as William. Me too. Here, this is the final thing I'll end it on. This was in, um, oh, this was in book 11. And I believe it's Julian that said it. Before you do, can I just say one, can I just say one last thing? We should also thank Enid Blyton for writing all the books. Oh, we should. <laughs> yeah, without her, there would actually be no podcast. Yes. So, thank you. Thank you. And we'll all have a good five pence of castle. goodbye and thank you goodbye and thank you so much